0: From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Learn how Steamfitters can benefit your business at steamfitters-602.org. Here
1: are the stories we're working on today. The scarcity of baby formula is forcing parents in our area to get creative about how to find it. There are a number of factors at play here and we have WTOP's Kyle Cooper joining us to tell us how parents are feeling and how they're banding together to find nutrition for their kids.
2: They're like taking pictures of it in real time and saying it's here now come and get it and posting what time they found it so they can others can come over and get it.
0: And more delays for Metro. Riders on the green and yellow line saw 20 minute wait times this morning after nearly half of Metro's train operators didn't get their recertification soon enough. WTOP's Luke Luker tells us how long this will last and why it started in the first place.
3: It's a management issue, and uh, it's going to fall into the lap of the new general manager.
1: Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty.
0: And I'm Luke Garrett. Some families are reaching panic mode as baby formula gets harder to find, and they get closer to the reality of not having enough food for their infants. With many stores limiting how many canisters you can buy, some families are offering to donate what they have left for others.
1: WTOP's Kyle Cooper has the story of moms helping moms. And, Kyle, we've experienced some supply shortages before. Toilet paper comes to mind. But this one is really hitting hard as it affects babies. Um, It's also, you know, a product that experts say you're really not supposed to try and make yourself, right? You're not supposed to give your kid cow's milk, the formula soap, nutrient-dense, right? So tell us, I mean, what you're hearing from parents to start. But have they been able to find any or are they just running low?
2: Yeah, that's the first point is, you know, most moms, most parents who have a certain formula, they don't want to switch because babies need one that is good for them. So they don't want to switch. So they're looking for specific formulas. And it's been a treasure hunt, so to speak. Um, I talked to one mom in Wheaton. Her name is April Gian Domenico, and she went out last week looking for formula. She usually goes to Costco. She went there and they were completely out. They didn't have any formula. And so what's really cool about this story, though, is that the Costco worker got on the phone and called five other Costco's in the region and found the kind that April needed over in Bowie. So she blasted over to Bowie, but was only able to buy two cans. And, you know, it just doesn't last that long. She thinks it might last her two weeks. So from there, she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Um, but at least she found some. But this is what parents are facing. They're driving all around. They're finding formula where they can, and they're trying to buy a couple of cans here and there.
1: With gas prices as they are, too. It's like you're trying to find this thing, and you're burning money as you're doing it.
0: And did she speak at all to how fearful she was that this supply might run out and how possible that might be?
2: She did. Um, She had some really pointed comments about that, and it kind of sums up exactly how a lot of parents are feeling in the area.
1: When you're faced with the potential for your baby not to have anything to eat, um, that's nerve-wracking. Yeah, anecdotally, I learned when we were feeding my nephew, you put about like two scoops in a bottle. He was an eater. <laughs> he ate like about five bottles a day. So we'd really we go through those canisters like one and a half a week. So when you say hoarding, like they don't want anybody to, to buy too many of these. And some um, stores aren't even allowing you to do that. But when you talk about April's story, if you get two, maybe that's only going to last you two weeks. It's not like you have much on hand. Tell me about like how moms or parents are kind of banding together to help each other here.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, um, we all know about the uh, the ills of social media, how bad it can be sometimes. But in this particular case, social media has been awesome. I talked to another mom who lives in Bethesda. Her name is um, Alexis Miller. And she's been on one of these. Basically, it's a moms who need formula Facebook group. And um, they're they're popping up all over, not just in the DMV, but all over the country. And what's been cool about that is that moms are saying, hey, I found this certain brand at this Costco or this Target or whatever. And so they're posting that like on site. They're like taking pictures of it in real time and saying, it's here now, come and get it and posting what time they found it. So they can, others can come over and get it. Wow. And so they're creating these Facebook group. Some moms are also going on and they're saying, um, I have like this kind and I can't use it. Do you want it? Here's where you can get it. And so they've really been, helping each other out, it's been really neat to see how that's been working.
0: And do we know how long this problem will persist? I mean, I know that you have no crystal ball here, but is there any end in sight to this? Or are these Facebook groups where moms are kind of banding together? Is this how it's going to be for the foreseeable future?
2: So one of the big problems has been that one of the major manufacturers of infant formula got shut down because there was fear of some contaminants in their formula so they had to shut down which has created some of this it's also supply chain stuff but they're saying that maybe once that particular company can get up and running again Mm -hmm. maybe a couple of months um things can be a little more back to normal but you know two months is a long time especially if you need a specific kind of formula so everybody's trying to get by make do talking to their pediatricians about hey if i have to switch what can I switch to? Mm-hmm. And so they're being really careful about this, but doing the best they can.
1: Interestingly, just so we know how many people we're talking about here, the CDC says that three fourths of U.S. babies rely on formula. So this is most new parents who are affected. Um, and of course, you know, this stuff isn't free. It's it's pretty expensive. I think it's like forty dollars a canister or It used to be. Um, so that's an issue as well. How are charities and like support agencies faring and trying to provide this to families who can't afford it?
2: Yeah. They're running out too. Um, I talked to a couple of agencies. One told me they might have enough to give out till the end of this month. So we're only talking a couple of days. Yeah. And here's the thing. They're also having to limit, you know, normally, you know, they're like, Hey, what do you need? Here's a couple of cans. Now it's like, here's what we can give you to feed your baby today or this week. They're rationing it out. Also this whole hoarding thing, the local agencies that help low income families with this, they don't want to go out and buy it because that just creates more issues. Plus, as you said, it's really expensive. So they're relying on donations. So they're saying, hey, look around at your house. If you have formula that you know you're not going to use, then give it to us. We'll make the best use of it. But several local agencies I talked to said they're basically they're running out, too, and they're not quite sure how they're going to keep helping Um some families in our area, especially the ones that are low income, you know, as you said, this stuff is 40 bucks or more per can. So it's tough for agencies, tough for people. It's just a bad situation.
1: Yeah, hopefully we're, the end is, is closer in sight than we think it is. But if there's any way for you to help your, your neighbors, we now know how to do it. Thank you, Kyle Cooper, for your reporting on this.
0: You bet. And after the break, some riders are facing more delays on Metro Rail. We talk about how this could have been prevented.
1: If you want to save money and grow profits on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project, go with the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. You can trust the experience of its workforce, members who have expertise in heating, air conditioning, refrigeration, and process piping to deliver work that's on time and on budget. For a partner you can trust who's mutually focused on your bottom line and to schedule, contact Steamfitters Local 602 at steamfitters-602.org. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download Podcast.
0: Megan and I do this show all on our own, and we appreciate you making us a part of your day. If you like the show or have a suggestion, let us know by leaving a review or rating the show.
1: Both of those things help us get better and help us grow our audience. Thanks again.
0: The already late trains will see longer delays specifically on the green and yellow lines starting today as Metro pulled 72 train operators whose driver certification expired. Losing all of those operators will bump the train frequency to every 20 minutes on those lines, making for longer commutes.
1: This is the latest issue raising a serious question. Why didn't Metro prevent the driver certification from lapsing? To help us understand this seemingly avoidable problem, we're bringing in WTOP's Luke Lukert, who's actually on the Metro today talking to riders. But Luke, for starters, what's really causing this new set of delays? We know it has to do with certifications, but is it like the same thing as me letting my driver's license expire?
3: Um, Kind of like that. You know, just like if you uh, let your driver's license expire doesn't mean on that day you forget how to drive. So it's not like these uh, operators don't know how to operate a train. They just haven't gone through the... I guess you would call them like continuing education that's required of all the operators that they need to keep up every couple of years, get a certain amount of classroom hours. They have to do test rides in the rail yards or on the main line with advisors who, who, you know, just test out and make sure they're uh, operating the train correctly.
0: Mm. And Max Smith with the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission says when you fall this far behind, behind by, uh, you know, more than a year for a significant number of operators, that raises a, a safety concern. Do we know if this was preventable at all?
3: Yes. From all indications, it looks like it was very preventable. You know, the the first thing that really popped up was the fact that it was pandemic waivers. A, lo- a lot of these operators got waivers during the pandemic because they couldn't safely and socially distance do some of these checks. And Mm. so a lot of people got waivers during 2020. But why was that extended to 2021? And then overall, um, as uh, Max Smith pointed out, like they just stopped doing it entirely. And the the problem just kept compounding rather than catching up during the pandemic. Right,
1: we're not talking about like five drivers here. We're talking about, I mean, half of Metro's. Half
3: of Metro's operators are behind. And then 72 were pulled because they were over a year behind. And so these waivers just built up. Exactly. And apparently management wasn't very aware that there were so many waivers being issued. Mm.
1: And Luke, you were out on Metro this morning. One of the issues here is that commuters weren't even aware that this happened, right? I mean, that's what you found.
3: Several of the people I talked to uh, did not want to go on the record because they simply didn't know about it and didn't know that there was going to be a longer wait time because, I mean, it was announced late on a Sunday. And as we know, some of these drivers have been behind for uh, a year. So it's kind of uh, too little too late.
1: Did you talk to anybody who had an opinion about it?
3: Yes. One writer was pretty adamant that uh, management Metro is to blame, and he kind of looked at his own business experience. You know when certifications are due, and if you don't, then there seems to be a misjudgment in management. As a manager, you should be on top of your crew. So he was upset at management not only for that, but also for not communicating that there was going to be even more delays. And when we say more delays... Green and yellow lines were the most affected.
1: Why green and yellow lines? You think oh, that drivers? I think drivers. that those are
3: just because green and yellow are the least popular lines. Got line. it. They're trying so, to affect so the least. So they're trying. Of, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so basically, green and yellow went from every 15 minutes there was a train to every 20 minutes. And I was at the Huntington Station, which is the uh, terminus for the yellow line. And the first train left, and it took about 28 minutes for the next train to leave after that at 528. Wow. Counted that. But after that, it was pretty much on pace and I was there for about two two and a half hours. On pace every twenty minutes a train was leaving the station. So they they kept their word on uh twenty minutes.
1: But ten minutes, I mean it might not sound like a lot, but I mean it, it also a lot of people have to transfer trains, right? So then yeah. you're so then you're ten minutes behind. You're transferring trains, you might have to wait 10, 20 minutes for that train. I mean,
3: exactly. what could be
1: a 25-minute commute is an hour or 45. Yeah. Oh, minutes. yeah.
3: That's what a lot of people said. Have plenty of patience
2: because you're going to need it.
3: This is uh, unfortunately nothing new. As we all know, the 7,000 car series yeah. uh, was pulled eight, seven months ago yeah. now. And so riders have already been facing uh, unusual delays for about seven months now. What's an extra five minutes on top of that? Right, right. Mm-hmm.
0: We don't have enough trains, and now there's not enough operators. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where we are. Yeah,
3: and and the report says basically that to get all 250 operators back to recertification and back up to date on their uh, training courses and all that, it's going to take about two to three months. And mm-hmm. so they're going to have to work with the train operators unions to figure out how exactly to operate the trains and then also get these operators uh, their trainings.
0: Right. And, you know, Mayor Muriel Bowser is actually weighing in today on this Announced new delay.
1: So this just seems like an administrative uh, problem that should have been avoided.
0: What does that mean as this agency tries to get a handle on delays? Well. Uh,
1: well, especially with the new guy coming. Yeah, in. I
0: was about
3: to say it's a management issue, and uh, it's going to fall into the lap of the new general manager, Randy Clark, coming from Austin, uh, and he's going to start sometime this summer. So. You see that time frame of two to three months trying to get these operators, it's probably going to fall into his lap. And mm-hmm. so while management might be to blame, some other news is management is going to be changing right now as the mayor is calling for uh seeing some issues in management.
1: Although it might kind of make him look good because he's coming in late summer. All these train operators will come back and then the 7,000 series are expected late yeah, summer too. Yeah, so he, he things might, might have a lot two better.
3: big wins right. in the first couple of months. Like, yeah, yeah, have you know. I to do with him. Right, right. Exactly, right. exactly. True.
1: So there's that, but we don't know if there's going to be an issue on buses, right? I mean, this there are bus drivers so, out uh, there as well.
3: Metro is going to be uh, auditing and making sure all their bus drivers are up to date. Now it's a little bit different uh, certification process they have to have a commercial driver's license, which you know is obviously managed by the state and by the city. But they also have to do trainings. But from, from what I've read, the trainings are a lot less extensive and usually only about two days a year. So if those drivers are affected, I don't think it will impact uh, MetroBus nearly as much.
0: Well, Luke Luger, thank you for helping us understand this new set of
3: delays and where we're going from here. Thank you, guys. Maybe sometime I can come on and talk something else
0: other than Metro. (laughs) Never. (laughs) See you, guys. Thanks, Luke. And after we spoke with Luke Luke Lukert, Metro got back to us, saying it acted as soon as it learned of the problem, and it's starting to update the most outdated credentials first, as it, quote, continues to investigate how and why waivers were issued in the first place.
1: Okay, Luke, so before we go, I have to tell you about my weekend.
0: Yes, please.
1: Because it involved tiny farm animals.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> farm is good for the soul. I'll say it.
1: First of all, it was supposed to be all rainy all weekend, I thought, but we got out to, kind of out by old RAG. Oh, yeah. Um, Warrington, Virginia area uh, at a family friend's farm, and they have two little new baby goats. Baby goats? That they named Bianca and Bernard for the Rescuers Down Under characters. <laughs> <laughs> and Bianca likes to kind of prance but change directions mid prance and um we got to feed them out of bottles because I guess their mom only has one udder so oh, she wow. couldn't she couldn't do it all so we're feeding them speaking of baby formula I was going to say yeah central <laughs> for
0: the goats too
1: <laughs> So it's a different type of formula don't worry but um it was so cool they were just they were the cutest we got to go horseback riding and kayaking and it was just like this very pastoral idyllic kind of day that you don't get a lot you know when you live in Silver Spring.
0: Totally, totally. The city life is good for many reasons but going out to a farm and seeing actual animals and just like being in that space makes you feel things.
1: Also, I got very dirty. Like I was like covered in dirt. Was like it cool?
0: Was it like nice It was like yeah.
1: It was great I had, like goat milk on my arm and I'd like you know I was brushing down a horse and you're just kind of covered in like horse hair and I mean it was fun <laughs> but I was like man this is a dirty job.
0: You also said you were like exhausted after I was. the day.
1: I was. I mean it's God it's love hard them work. They're, they're out there all the time and they're used to it my family friends but we were beat by the ten, by the end of the day. Anyway, I believe it. it was fun. It was like a little bit of a different weekend so I thought I'd share. It.
0: Glad to hear about it.
1: <laughs> well that does it for us. today. Day on the DMV Download sponsored by Steamfetters Local602.
0: Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance, and follow us on social media where we post content every day.
1: You can be a VIP listener at DMVdownload.com, and of course the DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the DC area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Have a great night, guys.